The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Seneca's letter number 101, subtitled On the Futility of Planning Ahead. And I will give you a little disclaimer at the very beginning. The letter is rather long, but it's long in a in a good kind of Seneca long way where where it is a it's a beautiful a beautiful rhetorical exposition on on the theme that he's chosen. And uh, I also give you a disclaimer that the idea that I'm going to share is not a new idea. In fact, we've talked about it lots of times. It's something that you have heard even before you heard it from me. And uh, but I had a uh, a small example in my life of this idea that I've been thinking about for a while, and when when uh, an example like that comes along, then it would be a waste to not express it. So that's why I've chosen this letter today and uh, chosen to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Seneca writes, Every day and every hour reveal to us what a nothing we are, and remind us with some fresh evidence that we have forgotten our weakness. Then, as we plan for eternity, they compel us to look over our shoulders at death. So then Seneca talks, uh, tells a rather long story about a senator named Cornelius Senecio, Senecio who, was, uh, who had a lot of struggles in life and was poor. And finally he attained riches and then he, he died suddenly. And I didn't feel compelled to read that whole thing. Uh, we're going to go on. But how foolish it is to set out one's life when one is not even owner of the morrow. Oh, what madness it is to plot out far-reaching hopes. To say, I will build, I will buy and build, loan and call in money, win titles of honor, and then, old and full of years, I will surrender myself to a life of ease. Believe me when I say that everything is doubtful, even for those who are prosperous. No one has any right to draw for himself upon the future. The very thing that we grasp slips through our hands, and chance cuts into the actual hour which we are crowding so full. Time does, does indeed roll along by fixed law, but as in darkness. And what is it to me whether nature's course is sure when my own is unsure? We plan distant voyages and long postponed homecomings after roaming over foreign shores. We plan for military service and the slow rewards of hard campaigns. We canvass for governorships and the promotions of one office after another. And all the while, death stands at our side. But since we never think of it except as it affects our neighbor, instances of mortality press upon us day by day to remain in our minds only as long as they stir our wonder. Yet what is more foolish than to wonder that something which may happen every day has happened on any one day? There is indeed a fixed limit for us, just where the remorseless law of fate has fixed it, but none of us knows how near he is to this limit. Therefore, let us so order our minds as if we had come to the very end. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's account every day. The greatest flaw in life is that there is always is that it is always imperfect and that a certain part of it is postponed. One who daily puts the finishing touches to his life is never in want of time, and yet from this want arise fear and a craving for the future, which eats away the mind. There is nothing more wretched than worry over the outcome of future events. As to the amount or the nature of that which remains, our troubled minds are set aflutter with unaccountable fear. How then shall we avoid this vacillation? In one way only, if there be no reaching forward in our life, if it is withdrawn into itself. For he only is anxious about the future to whom the present is unprofitable. But when I have paid my soul its due, when a soundly balanced mind knows that a day differs not a whit from eternity, whatever days or problems the future may bring, then the soul looks forth from lofty heights and laughs heartily to itself when it thinks upon the ceaseless succession of the ages. For what disturbance can result from the changes and the instability of chance if you are sure in the face of that which is unsure? Therefore, my dear Lucilius, begin to live at once and count each separate day as a separate life. 
He who has thus prepared himself, he whose daily life has been a rounded whole, is easy in his mind. But those who live for hope alone find that the immediate future always slips from their grasp and that greed steals along in its place and the fear of death, a curse which lays a curse upon everything else. So again, the idea is not new. The idea that, uh, we, in fact, we talked about it a little while ago, teach us to count our days uh, that we, we may uh, bring, uh, bring forth the heart of wisdom. Uh, that's from Tehillim 90. Um, again, talked about this a lot. Uh, but I had an example, and again, this is a very kind of a humble example um, in the sense that it doesn't seem that important. Um, but it has to do with uh, a, a daily, uh, or I guess not daily, four, four times a week I give a shir or chavura, uh, Ramam Bikyus. And what we've been doing is we've been just going through Ramams in the Mishnah Torah, uh, kind of anchored in Hilchos Yesodea Torah, but then whenever a holiday comes up, then we'll do all of the halachos of that holiday. So uh, when Hanukkah came up, we did all the halachos of Hanukkah. When Purim came up, we did all the halachos of Purim. So then Pesach came up, and um, and we um, we had a bit of a discussion about uh, you know what are we going to do because unlike Purim and Hanukkah, uh, which are only two chapters and they're relatively easy, the halachas of Pesach are very complicated and there's eight chapters or more depending on how you count it, uh, depending on which sections you count. So. Some of us in the group were inclined to go through everything and just get as far as we could. Uh, but I didn't want to do that. And the reason why I didn't want to do that was because I wanted to focus on the halachas of the Seder. Uh, because I, I, when I was in yeshiva, uh, I found it very valuable to go through that for the first time. And um, and not all the guys in the shir have, have gone through that before. And I wanted to go uh, to provide that experience for them, that learning experience. I thought it would be very valuable and it would be very enjoyable for me. So that's the context here, Okay. But uh, what I what I wanted to share with you is what clinched the decision. So basically, um, something about Pesach is such that you know you have uh, you, you you have Pesach coming up, and you kind of if you're into learning, you know you you choose which areas you want to focus on that year. You know, both for the seder or for your learning that you do on Yom Tov, and uh, and you pick a topic, and uh, or at least this is what, what what I've done: pick a topic or a couple topics, and then work on them. And you know, you you only have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of focus, and so you pick those topics for this year, and then you go into other ones another year. So for my first, I don't know how many years of uh, of learning, then that was just kind of how I proceeded. Uh, what do I want to do this year? And if I was in conflict between a couple topics, I would I would pick one and say, okay, I'll do the other one uh, next year. You know. And then one year, and I can't remember what year this was. Uh, I, I honestly just don't even know when it was. It suddenly hit me one Pesach when I was choosing topics. And when I said, oh, I'll do this next year, suddenly it hit me. There are a limited number of Pesachs left in my life. And I, again, obviously, obviously, that's a fact. Like, I, I, I knew that. But it just never hit me when I was just dismissing topics for a future time and saying, oh, I'll do it next year, that there are a finite number of next years. And I don't know how many of those are left. You know, so that was that was one major change. Okay, but then the next major change happened this year in this Rama Bakus uh, dilemma, and what made me choose to uh, to do to focus on the halachos of the seder with the guys was I thought to myself, you know, <laughs> we've seen a lot of change this year, and again, I know I've talked about this a lot, but guess what? <laughs> That's what this is. This is meditations. This is uh, this is me thinking out loud. And I, 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 you know, I, we all were thrown for a loop this past year, and I had been teaching in, you know, in, in one school for ten years, and then suddenly that school was gone, and I find myself, thank God, with this wonderful teaching position at YBT and Lomdeha. And but I have no idea how long this is going to last. I have no idea how long life is going to last. You know, and I find myself here. Uh, with these great, with my, you know, my beloved students uh, in yeshiva and in Lamdaha. 
And uh, and who knows where I'm going to be next year? Who knows what's going to happen to any of us next year? And I have this one opportunity now, which is as certain as anything can be in the fact that I am teaching it now. You know, I, I'm teaching this class right now. And I know that this is something that I will enjoy learning. And I know that the guys will enjoy learning it. And I, I kind of just had this feeling of like, okay, so yeah, maybe there's other stuff we should be learning. Maybe a person can make a better argument for how it would be more important to learn all the intricate halakhas of chametz right now. But this is Torah, and this is what, 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 and it is good, and it's what I want to learn, and it's what, what the guys want to learn. And who knows if I'm going to have this opportunity again? And that's kind of what that type of thinking is what clinched it, and that's what drew me to this letter of Seneca, in in saying, you know. In his advice to the end, uh, 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 to Lucilius, begin to therefore, my dear Lucilius, begin to live at once and count each day as a separate life. Uh, that really jumped out at me. And then the other day, also about, uh, you know, um, uh, when what does he say here? When you balance your account at the end of each day, you know. And again, it, it's it, this is the classic question of of how much do you plan into the future, you know, and. Uh, you know, who is wise, one who sees the 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 future outcomes of his decisions. <clears throat> but that that's the balancing act of the uh, of 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 the Stoic uh, of the Stoic Jew, you know, or of the of the Jew or of the Stoic is that on the one hand you have to use your wisdom and 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 look towards the future, but on the other hand you have to um, to do what what makes sense to do right now and. Uh, I don't know something about Seneca's letter and this this very 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 small decision about what to learn for Pesach mm -hmm. uh, kind of brought this to mind. Uh, so uh, that's what I wanted to share for today. Um, probably we're going to talk more about how to strike that balance, but right now I just wanted to set forth the example uh, and uh, and and share the letter. That's it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com/rabbishneiwais. Schneeweiss. Link is in the description. Uh, thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And you know what? I have another thought to share. <laughs> I was thinking about this when I was, I was going to record this this morning and kind of ran out of time, and I was thinking about the day that was ahead of me, and I was thinking like, you know, thank God I am living a life right now where I am I am living each day as a separate life in the sense of I'm doing what I want uh, and what I value. I'm, you know, I was thinking about today and what am I, what was I going to do this morning? Well, I recorded the Stoic podcast and, um, and then I taught Mishle and then I, you know, uh, prepared for my English class and taught my English class and, and taught my students how to be better writers and thinkers. And then we learned Haggadah at Lomdaha. And then I went and did the Raman Bakus Chavura. And then now I'm going to be, uh, you know, preparing for something else. And then I'm going to be teaching Mishle again, you know. And I was thinking, like, you know, how how grateful I am to be living a life where, at least for now, again, who knows what the future holds, but for now, I am uh, I'm I'm living each day as a separate life and rounding my accounts as best as I can. And uh, and I, isn't that isn't that all that we can ask for? <laughs> so um, just wanted to uh, to express that thought at the end.